the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2021. Keep listening to hear Gary Falkowitz as we share his talk, Stop Underestimating the Value of Intake. You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Have you grabbed your ticket to this year's conference? If not, head to MaxLawCon2022.com to get yours today. Now to the episode. Run your law firm the right way. This is... The Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. The reason I'm going to introduce Gary, and one of the reasons we asked him to speak is Gary very kindly spent seven hours with me recording my struggles in giving up intake. So if you are of the misguided, mistaken, and misplaced understanding that only you can sign up cases, you're wrong. And you need to listen to Gary to find out why, right? I literally, the first three, and we've released it as the podcast. How many people have heard that podcast series? Yeah, if you haven't heard it already, or if you need to go back and listen to it because you're dabbling too much in intake, you need to go listen to it again. The first three episodes are me writhing in pain, refusing to give up control of the leads process. But I'm happy to report that since I started working with Gary on that, that basically our, our case signups per month have doubled, just about doubled. And that's a testament to letting go and letting other people do the work that you don't need to be doing. It might take a little bit of time, it might take a little giving up, but you guys can do it. So let me introduce Gary. Gary went from being an assistant district attorney to the intake whisperer. He has consulted with hundreds of law firms nationwide. He's the president of Intake Conversion Experts, a champion of the client experience, and the author of The Complete Guide to Law Firm Intake. If you haven't read that, you really should. It's a short little book, but it's really, really good. The only thing louder than his New York accent is his love for the pitiful New York Mets. I'd like to introduce you all to Gary Falkowitz. Thank you very much, Jim. What they don't know is that I probably don't need this microphone, but hey, you live and you learn. First, allow me to say thank you, Jim, for that warm welcome. To see all those hands go up, it warmed my heart. You know, I, this is my passion. If I go back in time, coming out of law school, becoming an ADA, I did med medical malpractice defense, and then I went over to the good side, the personal injury side, and that's where I realized that, hey, Maybe I have an interest in the business side of things. 
because it didn't seem like anybody else did, right? I, I jumped into this law firm. I started to litigate cases. Uh, I remember going to my, my, the owner of my law firm and saying, hey, if there's an opportunity to get involved more in bringing in cases and, and working on, on the front end side of the firm, I'd be interested. He gave me one of those looks. Yeah, thanks so much. Please go back to your office and do what I paid you to do. Turns out about a year later, I became the managing attorney. I was the face on TV. That was a few pounds ago. Less gray hair, but still effective. And it was there where I realized that it wasn't just me or our law firm. It was most law firms throughout the country. We had a very large practice, Parker Wakeman in New York. But most law firms throughout the country were missing out on maximizing revenue. Uh, we're spending money uh, marketing their services and trying to make the phone ring and trying to get the leads digitally, but they weren't uh, capitalizing and all those leads that came in and they need to get that fixed. So I bet on me. I bet on me, which is for all you entrepreneurs out there, you had that moment. I'm sure you think about it quite often. It's an amazing moment to take that leap and not know what's going to happen next. And now here you are sitting down. And by the way, I got to tell you, this group is second to none. This is the most selfless, giving, uh, uh, interested group of lawyers amongst any group I've been a part of. So I'm really, really honored to be up here talking to you. But now to jump back in, I took the leap. I bet on myself. I began consulting law firms throughout the country, opened up my own call center, started my own practice, mostly a referral practice, jumped into the client experience world. And here I am talking to you. And yes, I am a pitiful Mets fan. I still consider myself an athlete, uh, although video may, uh, may contradict that. And I do consider myself an eternal optimist. I believe that if you, believe, if you see something and you really want it, good things can happen. Now let's jump right in. When you guys took that leap to start your own law firm, you would have sacrificed anything when that phone call came in, when that lead came in. If you had Sunday plans, gone. I got to go sign somebody. I got to travel two hours. Honey, I got to break the plans Friday night. I got to get this call. Son, throw a strike. I got to get this new lead, right? Pick up the phone call while you're standing on the mound. I was that guy for my old law firm. You were that person when you started your own business. That cannot change. In this day and age, the competition it's more intense than it's ever been. And with private equity coming field, right? We know what's going to happen there. It's going to put more pressure on you to be better at what you do. When a claimant reaches out to you, you must assume that that claimant is reaching out to multiple law firms. I should apologize. I come across pretty aggressively. If you saw the video, then you're used to it. If you haven't, it comes from my passion, okay? That claimant is reaching out to multiple law firms. The difference is, what can you do that's better that these other law firms aren't doing? Think about how easy it is for a claimant to put a summary in a web inquiry, copy it, go to four other pages, paste, submit, paste, submit, paste, submit. Less than 60 seconds, I could submit my, my inquiry to four law firms. And yes, the law firm that responds first is in the best position to sign that claimant. You need to move away from entitlement, right? Just because you're successful and you have that taste of profit, of real profit, and you bought that second house maybe, and you go on these lavish vacations, flying first class, please, please understand that you cannot have an entitlement feeling. Claimants don't know how good you are. That's the thing. Your ad can say, we've resolved $90 million in cases in the last two years. We're the biggest law firm in the country. It could say whatever you want it to say. But the moment they call you, 
is the moment you have to sell them. Because when they're calling you, or when they submit that lead to you, that just means they're interested in speaking with you. That doesn't mean they, they've chosen you as their lawyer. And if you don't have the resources and the sales antics to convince that claimant to move forward with you, then it doesn't matter what your history is. Now, it all starts with your ability to respond appropriately. You have to act fast. You have to, we're no longer nine to five guys, right? We are no longer, if I went back 10 years ago and I got a lead on a Friday night, 8 p.m., and I had a nice conversation with the claimant and I said, Mrs. Johnson, thanks so much for calling. You did the right thing by calling. We can help you, but right now I'm out to dinner with my wife. I'm gonna give you a call back Monday morning. Is that okay? Of course it is. 10 years ago, I had a shot at signing that case on Monday morning. That is no longer the case. You must have the resources internally to be able to handle that lead on a Friday night, on a Sunday morning, the way you would on a Monday at 10 a.m. Because I promise you, there's a hungry attorney out there that is. And it doesn't matter that they're not as good as you. Remember, you're getting judged by the experience you give to the claimant. You're not getting judged by the result. Shucks, they don't even see. I said shucks, right? That because just in case, G-rated. But they don't know what the result is going to be. They don't know whether you're going to be successful. They don't know whether the money you get for them is actually a result of great lawyering or not. What they do know is how you respond, what you say, who it is that's representing your law firm, what your timing is like, what you're doing digitally. Do you have an escalation procedure internally? Gary, what's an escalation procedure? Okay, you got a good case on the phone. They're on the fence. Do you tell them, you know what, why don't you think about it? We'll call you tomorrow. Let us know what you're thinking then. The answer is no, so no one nod yes if you're thinking about it. The answer is no, you don't do that. The answer is we've got to figure out how to escalate that claimant to becoming a client. What happens when you go into a car dealership? You go into a car dealership, you sit down with the salesperson, they feel really good about themselves. You feel good about yourself because, you know, you, gotta, you got them to move the numbers a little bit, move the meter a little bit. Now it's a little bit more in your favor. And then you tell the salesperson, you know what? I appreciate everything you did for me. I'm going to go back, talk to my spouse about it. I'll come back tomorrow. Oh, Mr. Falkowitz. <laughs> Mr. Falkowitz, before you, before you leave, allow me to introduce you to the manager. Oh, that's their escalation procedure. They're bringing in the manager because they don't want me leaving without... Keys in my hand and a check in theirs. Do you have an escalation procedure? Do you have an attorney or a manager or someone with a title available to convince that claimant on that call to move forward with your law firm? And oh, by the way, this team, this intake team, whatever you want to call them, they got to be dedicated to this task. You go to that car dealership. You ever go to a car dealership and see salespeople sitting in their office with the cubicle and just sitting and waiting? They're not being asked to wash cars. They're not being asked to make photocopies. Their job is to sell, and they will wait to sell if they have to. The same thing goes with our intake team. Their job is to sell, is to respond, is to speak, is to convince. Do not mess up your firm because you think, ah, they're wasting their time. Let's go have them do some paralegal work. Or better yet, let's have our paralegals answer a few intake calls. Because the paralegals, also the lawyers, their jobs are to move cases forward, to ask them to prioritize leads and claimants and intakes. They're not set up for that. That's not their mentality. So please be very careful about trying to have a dedicated team. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with everything there is to do within your legal practice? 
How do you keep up with your legal work while making time for growing your practice and attracting clients? Do important things like deadlines and even your family fall through the cracks? This is why you should join us at the number one conference for legal entrepreneurs, Max LawCon. We're going to be focused on helping practices scale and bringing calm to the order. This conference is curated in order to accelerate your implementation. Based on where you are in your legal practice, we're going to help you identify exactly what is most important right now. When you leave Max LawCon, you go home with complete clarity, focus, and a plan to make 2022 your best year ever. And not only your best year in terms of revenue, but your best year in terms of time. Time back with your family. More time to do the work that is in your zone of genius. Only taking the clients that you like. And more money in your pocket. It's all at the Maximum Lawyer Conference. Max LawCon is a two-day event on Thursday, June 2nd and Friday, June 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. Seats are filling fast. Grab yours today at www.maxlawcon2022.com. This is something else that bothers me. Jim and I had such a productive seven-hour meeting broken up, and I'm so glad that you guys are able to participate or witness it. There's this fear that we're going to sign cases that we'll ultimately have to reject. You gotta get over it, guys. You may only get one bite at that apple. Let's not prolong it. Let's not mess with it. Let's not investigate, then sign. Let's sign, then investigate. But Gary, you want me to sign everything? No, 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 I didn't say that. But come up with your basic criteria. Come up with something that could be a case, that could resolve for money. Sign that case. Don't sign the, I'm only signing cases that are certain to get me money. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to lose out. I got to tell you, by a show of hands, how many maybe cases turned out to be seven-digit cases for you? I see one, two, three, at least four hands went up. Maybe cases. They signed them because they said, ah, I'm not really sure, but maybe I could make something out of it. Seven digits. Be that person. I promise you in the long run, you're going to win so much more. Hold your team accountable to the standards and support your intake team. They are so important to your firm. And if they're treated like they're the worst, lowest paid employees of your firm, then the response is the same. You got to support them. Make them feel valuable. Give them the authority to make decisions. I know that's tough, guys. It's really tough. I've consulted with so many law firms. They're scared. They're going to make the wrong decision. That's okay. Let's educate them. Let's train them. But give them that authority. There is nothing better than signing a qualified case on the first call. Now, at intake, you need persistent and diverse communication. That's what makes a difference. I've spoken to a bunch of you today. Raise your hand if you send your V card to a new web lead. See one hand. Raise your hand if you send your V card to a newly retained case. The same, I see one hand. I want you guys to see Jeremy Harms up here. Raise your hand, Jeremy. Make sure you see him at some point. I've been working with him on this. And it's really important you guys understand this. Our job is to create promoters from our leads. Promoters. How the heck can we create promoters if we don't give them the tools to promote? I recently shared the contact of a painter to a friend of mine. I don't remember who he is. I don't remember him doing any work for me. Yet here I am sharing his contact to somebody else. How are we as lawyers not sharing our contact to our clients or to our leads? We gotta do that. 
It's not easy. There's a total tech play involved in there. How about social media? Why are we waiting until, until the case resolves to share our social media? They're judging us the moment they reach out to us. Don't we want them to follow us on social media the, the moment they reach out to us? And oh, by the way, why is the V-card in social media so important? Well, because before the pandemic, maybe 30%, and I'm a random number, for some of you it's 50, for some of you it's five, maybe 30% of the people came into your office and they were impressed by your mahogany desk and the beautiful glass windows and the gorgeous chairs and the marble on the floor. Not happening anymore. There's no value. No one's coming in. So how do you impress them? Digitally. You gotta impress them with what you have digitally. The game is on. The competition begins the moment they reach out to you. If you're not texting, if you're not getting the V card in, if you're not calling it multiple times per day, if you're not calling for an extended period of time, then you're losing. If you're not listening to recorded calls, that's an interesting one. Someone earlier, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, I think it was Jay. Jay was talking about how they have the playbook and in football. Do you know what else they do in between games? They watch video. Constantly watch, constantly watch video of what the players were doing. What's the equivalent for us? Listening to calls. We have to constantly listen to calls. What are we saying? I can't tell you how many times I've listened to a call. One call always stands out. Intake specialist picks up the phone. Claimant says I was in an accident. You find out the claimant got into an accident while it was raining. And the intake specialist said, sorry, we don't handle those cases. Rear-ended. Rain. Hospital. Surgery. Hung up. Can't help. That's a case, by the way. There are many like it. We've got to listen to calls. Not to blame, not to point our finger and say, what did you do? No, no. To improve, to educate, to get better. Right? we got to get better. Now, what metrics should we be inspecting? A lot of them. Right? We should know what's our valid lead rate. In other words, if the leads that we get in, if we're using a third-party company, what percent of them are actually valid leads? Do we have to go back to the lead generator and say, hey, you're giving us crappy leads. I want money back. I want you to do a better job. What's our contact rate? What's our qualification rate? I say lost rate. Lost, that's my favorite, favorite metric. It tells you what qualified and you were unable to sign it. I wanna know why. Were our notes, do our notes and whatever CRM you're using, do they sufficiently explain to us why we lost that case? Because if they didn't, we gotta talk to our team about making better notes. Can we pull that recorded call? Did we say something wrong? Right, I love the lost rate. You get to investigate, you get to improve. Conversion rate, if you've ever heard me speak I bring up conversion rate. Gary, what's conversion rate? Thanks for asking. Conversion rate is, of all those cases that qualified, how many signed? Now here's the problem. A lot of you don't know what qualified from a numbers perspective. You can give me a sense, Gary, I sign all the cases I want. Okay, I understand, you, I understand that. Now let's get down to the truth. I need you to really investigate this. There are many law firms I'll consult with or I'll speak with, and we do it at my call center all the time, looking at all these numbers. Many law firms where they don't really have that number. It's not clear. That number should be the clearest number in your firm at intake. That's what tells you how good you are or how much you need to improve. If I get 1,000 leads and 100 of them qualify and 70 of them sign, I have a conversion rate of 70%. Doesn't matter how many leads I get. Of those 100 that qualify, how many sign? And then you get to look at the 30. That's your loss rate. Let's, look at those, let's open up those 30 cases, find out what went wrong and make sure it doesn't happen again. What your team must convey in order to achieve the one call close. Gary, what's the one call close? It's what it sounds like. Claimant calls up or they submit a web inquiry. You call them up. 
first call, you get a signed signature on that call. Electronically, obviously. Now, the cool thing about this group right here with all these entrepreneurs is that you guys are probably using modern technology and software, uh, and you're probably using something like DocuSign, right, to get cases signed. You have to make sure that you're signing and that your team is given the authority to qualify and sign cases on that first call. Don't worry about the cases you sign and reject. As a matter of fact, look at that percentage. If you told me, hey, Gary, last month I signed 100 cases, but five of them I ultimately had to reject. I'm cool with that. That's great. If you told me, Gary, I signed 100 cases, but 50 of them I had to reject. All right. The issue isn't that you just signed and rejected. The issue is our qualification was wrong. Right? We were signing way too many cases that didn't meet our criteria, so let's tighten that up a little bit. Got to look into that. You need reassurance, interest, kindness. You can read this. Your decision, confidence, roadmap. I love the roadmap one. You speak to a claimant, manage expectations. I think one of the greatest travesties of humankind, I'm exaggerating, is our inability to manage expectations with each other when we have a relationship. These claimants call us up. We don't tell them what's next. We don't tell them how long this could take. We don't tell them who's going to be the attorney handling their case, who the legal team is, what the next step associated with the litigation or the investigation is. Let's tell them that. We have to constantly be thinking, what can we do that our competitors are not doing? If we act like an operator on the phone, that's not good enough because there's someone else there that actually acts like a kind person. I tell every intake team I work with, be the most polite person they've spoken with in the last 30 days. That's it. I understand if you get a couple of things wrong, be the most polite person that you've spoken with, that they've spoken with in the past 30 days. The confidence that you showed to your claimant makes all the difference in the world. I remember calling an eye doctor once from my wife. She had an eye allergy when we moved to the new neighborhood. And I had to call multiple eye doctors. Someone picked up and it was a, an elderly woman. And she said, Dr. Levine's office. I said, hi, do you have any hours in the next couple of days for my wife? She has an allergy. I'm just new to the neighborhood. And, and does he handle things like this? She says, Dr. Levine is the best. All right, I don't care when it is. I'll take it, right? Like that's what it was. She was so good at selling and being believable about who this doctor was that I didn't, my wife would have to suffer another day or two, but that's where we were going. That's where we were going. Okay, some statistics to consider. Only 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts. Just worked with a law firm. They made five contacts within three days, and they thought that was too much. I said, let's get that closer to 14 days, closer to 15 contacts. Let's make sure we're texting. Let's make sure we're calling. Let's make sure we're doing that multiple times per day, different times per day. 80% of sales are made on the fifth to 12th contact. At my call center, we've signed cases, a lot of mass tort stuff we do for law firms, uh, PI. Uh, we've signed cases that were three, four, five months old. Not because we were harassing anybody, but because it was never a good time for the claimant. So they didn't tell us to stop calling. We kept calling. Only 13% of customers believe a salesperson can understand their need. That's a big one, guys. Our intake team needs to come across as understanding the claimant's mentality. 30 to 50% of sales go to the vendor that responds first. You know that. If you follow up with web leads within five minutes, you're nine times more likely to convert them. Nice little quote here. It's very easy to be different, but very difficult to be better. I'll end with this. You guys spend so much money marketing your services. 
You spend so many resources trying to maximize the value of claims. Don't let your inadequacy, don't let your weakness be your inability to respond appropriately. Reassure the claimant that they did the right thing by calling you. Make sure you empower your team to handle those leads. Be loose with your qualification criteria and you're gonna to begin to crush it. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.